Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the kickoff brought to you by TickPick. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me is my producer and push-up champion, Brendan Tuma. We've got a few news items to catch up on, so rather than do the deep dive into any remaining preseason games like I've been doing, I'm just going to run through some of the latest news items, and then we're going to play some five up and five down, where we're going to talk about some players that I have moved up and down my rankings over the last several weeks. But before we do, have you entered our signed Josh Allen jersey giveaway? All you got to do is leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, then go to fantasypros.com slash kickoff to enter. Guys, this is a new podcast, whatever episode this is for on the season so far. You're not fighting out for this jersey with like a million people, okay? There aren't that many reviews. There just hasn't been enough time. You get a real chance to win this. So again, just leave a review for the show, Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then go to fantasypros.com slash kickoff to enter. And if you like winning free things, by the way, let's talk about TickPick and how they're giving away five awesome 2022 season ticket packages to NFL fans throughout the season. TickPick, the original no-fee ticket site, is teaming up with Zip, the buy now, pay later service provider to give away five huge season ticket packages for the 2022 NFL season every single month from now until February. They're going to do a drawing and pick one lucky winner for 2022 season tickets to their favorite NFL team. Well, what's that worth, Dan? I'm glad you asked. Each package is valued at $3,000. If you want to enter, just go to TickPick.com slash pros. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash pros. All right, let's get to some of the big news items from the last couple of days. First, the entire fantasy football community got a real big scare when Chase Claypool went down with an injury. He was helped off the field and he was unable to put any weight on his leg. We all braced for bad news. Then Adam Schefter tweeted out that it was just a mild ankle sprain and Chase Claypool himself tweeted, it's all good. So hooray, we have dodged a bullet, but that does raise a little bit of a point. And that is that you need to think about depth at wide receiver. We all think about depth at running back, of course. But I've been doing a lot of mock drafts lately with Kyle Yates. He has built a couple of teams that have these really, really strong starting wide receiver core. But he has been open and honest about the fact that he hates the wide receivers that are available to him in the middle round. So he generally ignores it. But that leaves his bench really weak at the wide receiver spot. Great three starters terrible wide receiver bench. For me, this is a good example and a good reminder of why you need to try to hit wide receiver at least once after your starters and have a reliable fourth option, because it's not just injury prone players that are going to get injured. This is football. Okay. People are going to get injured. Now, Claypool avoided one here, but it's a reminder, even a guy who you feel great about going into the season can have a freak injury. Make sure you hit wide receiver in depth before it drops off a cliff with does happen in the later middle rounds. David Johnson acknowledged his reduced role in the Texans offense. We have a running joke in the mock draft channel at discord, fantasypros.com slash chat. Whoever got David Johnson was going to get the best grade in the mock draft. That is not because our expert consensus rankings or our algorithm loves David Johnson. Far from it. It's just because everybody who participated in these mock drafts completely avoided him every single time. He was about before this weekend, 34th in ECR. People were drafting him, I don't know, like 45th at running back because, you know, it's David Johnson. Now, I also had him roughly 35th, I believe, heading into the weekend. It was a crowded running back room, but I mean, the Texans are probably going to need to lean into the run, right? 
And Johnson was actually pretty decent last year, and he did get a ton of volume. But then he had the preseason game against the Packers where Phillip Lindsay took all the first and second down snaps with the starters. And now Johnson correctly is basically acknowledging that he's essentially the third down back. So Johnson has already started moving down in our expert consensus rankings. He's 37th and half PPR. He is 40th for me just because when you're in that range, it's mostly dart throws anyway. But really, there's absolutely no reason to draft him on your fantasy team. A lot of players started returning from injury on Tuesday. Saquon Barkley returned to team drills. He was wearing a non-contact jersey, but this is still a very good sign. Barkley is currently my seventh running back in half PPR rankings, but he could easily move up if he shows that he's healthy. Darren Waller returned to practice from his ankle injury. Now, perhaps naively, I had not dinged Waller at all for the fact that, you know, he hadn't been in practice for like two weeks. He continues to ping pong with George Kittle as my tight end two, as I basically flip a coin every single day since, you know, I have them projected literally identically. Same exact fantasy points. Traquan Smith returned to practice. Now, I'm going to talk about him in just a little bit. I'm glad to see it. But he's a player who, after the Michael Thomas injury, I thought, hmm, I can dig this guy. Uh, wait, I'm starting to get excited about Marquis Callaway, and now Latavius Murray's about to get cut. Mm, okay, I think I'm just going to basically avoid every Saints except Alvin Kamara and just be done with it. Tim Tebow was cut. This has zero fantasy impact, but like when Tim Tebow's in the news, you are contractually obligated to mention it. All I can say is it's cool to make fun of it and all, of course, and you should, but love something in your life like Tim Tebow loves playing football. For me, that something happens to be cake, but whatever it is for you, find it. It just makes life better. Finally, On Johnson was cut. Well, that's a little more clarity on the Eagles' backfield, right? I mean, all we need to do is cut like four more running backs, and then boom, Miles Sanders can be a thing. Seriously, this is meaningless, guys. We knew not all these guys were going to make the roster. Someone had to get cut. I'm glad the ball started rolling, but still, Miles Sanders, not a thing. All right, let's go to five up and five down. So these are the biggest movers in my rankings over the last month or so. As I may have mentioned earlier, Fantasy Pros is a thing where I can look at what my rankings were at a particular date and compare them to what they are now. It's a really cool way to quantify exactly what I'm doing and how I'm thinking about each player. So let's start with my five up. And let's start with Javante Williams. A month ago, not even a month ago, frankly, starting a month ago and a week ago, I had him 33rd in half point PPR ranking. Now he's 25th. Now, I talked about this a little bit, but the bottom line is I was fading Javante Williams, certainly compared to consensus and certainly compared to Yates and Joe, who really, really like him. And part of the reason I was doing that is just because historically, it's very, very difficult for a rookie running back to supplant a veteran running back unless that veteran running back is completely done. And that's not Melvin Gordon, okay? He has his off the field issues, fine. Sometimes he battles injury. Maybe he's inefficient depending on the situation, but he is still a quality running back. So it's just really difficult for these guys to take over that role. But bottom line is this, Melvin Gordon already battling a groin injury, so that's something that's good for Javante Williams. But really, 33rd, that was just too low. When I look at moving him up to 25th, I'm looking at the guys who I have him ranked right around. Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, we'll talk about him in a second, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, like none of these guys is getting me excited. Javante Williams kind of does because he at least offers that potential to be a boom running back, which very few of these guys in this range do. So he was someone who, number one, 
With Melvin Gordon's injury, the path to playing time is a little more open. Number two, the bottom line, I was just too low on him, and I'm willing to acknowledge that. All right, at number two, let's stick with the running back position, and let's stick with a running back with the last name Williams and talk about Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams was 42nd in my half PPR running back rankings. He is now 32nd. This doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that he played all of the snaps with the starters in the Lions preseason game. Instead, it's a combination of factors. Number one, DeAndre Swift's injury, it's getting better apparently with his groin injury and he's returning to practice this week, but still he's missed a lot of time. Number two, I'm just buying what Anthony Lynn is saying about this. I'm buying that he wants Jamal Williams to be the primary running down back. I'm buying that he generally speaking, has a committee in the backfield, which is what we saw with the Chargers and when he was an offensive play caller. This is just what he does. So I get that Jamal Williams is not that exciting, but he's not a bad player. The fact that he played with Aaron Jones and may not have been as good as Aaron Jones should not mean that he can't be a perfectly capable running back. Now, I know the offense is not good. That's fine. But if you're going to get a ton of carries, which I'm kind of thinking Williams is, then why am I going to rank him behind someone like James Conner or Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones or A.J. Dillon? I'll just take my chances on him. And what if Swift is not fully healthy? Remember, it's not exactly like Swift has this lengthy track record of being a dominant running back. He's a great pass catcher, but maybe that's what he's going to really be doing this year. So I will take Williams at 32nd, which again, we're talking about like a middling flex at this point. Let's not go crazy. But 42nd for me, I realize was just too low. Let's round it out with Malcolm Brown. And again, we don't need to talk about this too long. We talked already about what happened in the Dolphins preseason game and how Brown got most of the first snaps, at least with the starters. He was just completely off the radar at 77th. He's now 44th. I'm not drafting Malcolm Brown. I don't want to draft Malcolm Brown. I'm still drafting Miles Gaskin ahead of him, but he at least has to be on the radar given what we saw and given Brian Flores' comments. All right, at number four, let's go to the wide receiver position, and let's talk about Robbie Anderson, and you're not really going to love this, so I'll apologize in advance, but he goes from 37th to 28th. The reason is because I try to be true to you guys as a fantasy ranker, okay? When I look at my rankings, I start with my projections, I move guys around because I don't just blindly follow the projections, but I also then think about who am I going to draft? If I were in a draft, would I pick player A or player B? If it's player A, player A is higher in my rankings. That's the bottom line. And I've done 50 million mock drafts over the last few weeks with our Discord users. And every time I'm taking Robbie Anderson right around that range at around 28, not at 37. So I had to move him up. I'm not going crazy over somebody like Robbie Anderson, but I am optimistic. Matt Rule has a track record, second year in any system. It just works. He's reunited with Sam Darnold, and you can say what you want about whatever Robbie Anderson's role is going to be, but you guys know I'm a Jets fan. I watch them pretty closely. They have chemistry. He trusts them. I think he's going to be in for a solid year. This isn't even wide receiver two territory. I had him ranked as, again, outside wide receiver three range at 37th. I'm just moving him to 28th. I'll take him over Juju Smith-Schuster. I'll take him right now over Kenny Galladay, given the injury concerns. I'll take him over Brandon Cooks. It's not that close for me. I feel comfortable with it. But again, this is really just me looking at my rankings and saying, no, you're just too low on this guy. Move him up. And finally, because it would be boring if we didn't, let's talk about a tight end. And it's Gerald Everett, who moves from 23rd to 17th 
don't go nuts. He's still a tight end too. All your tight ends stink, so it doesn't really matter unless you're in a tight end premium league. But again, reunited with Shane Waldron, who knows what he has with Everett, who is a decent player. When it's just him, he can be productive. Now, he is still in the competition right now with Will Disley, but I think he is going to be the guy in the Seattle offense, and there is room for the tight end to succeed in that offense. So again, when we're in this range and you're talking about a middling tight end too, I'm just going to lean towards Everett over some of the other guys. All right, let's go to five down, and two of these guys we know because we basically talked about their counterparts in the five up, and that's Miles Gaskin, who we talked about. Again, moves from 18th to 28th in my rankings, and Melvin Gordon from 26th to 39th. I've basically given the reasons already. We know Miami is going to be a committee, so even though I still like Gaskin as the best running back there, I don't exactly think I can rely on on him as an RB2 any longer. And as for Melvin Gordon, well, again, he's got the groin injury. If I'm moving Javante Williams up, I have to move Melvin Gordon down. I don't really want a piece of him. And as you can see, I was kind of just on that train of he's going to be undervalued. He'll hold that job all season long. Not so sure anymore. At number three, let's go to the wide receiver position and talk about Traquan Smith, who was my 40th ranked wide receiver last month. He is now 53rd. It's just not going to be a thing, guys. I mean, when you look at Traquan Smith's history, he's pretty productive when he's on the field, okay? And that was with Drew Brees throwing him the ball, not exactly a cannon of an arm in his later years. But we do not know who the quarterback is going to be in New Orleans. And more importantly, I'm just not risking myself with Traquan Smith as a borderline wide receiver three. I'm just not going after him. Again, Marcos Callaway has been more impressive in Saints camp, given the fact also, of course, that Smith, even though he just returned, he has been battling an injury. So all that combined to just make me fade him as Tags was basically yelling at me to do so for weeks. Next up, let's talk about Will Fuller. He's went from 31st in my rankings to 41st in my rankings at wide receiver. The reason is, number one, we know he's suspended, right? So you have to bake that in for one game. But He's been battling a foot injury and like nobody's talking about it. Just like, oh, Brian Flores doesn't really like to shed any light on the injuries. And, oh, I don't know. He was spotted at camp. That's a positive sign, right? We we haven't seen this guy at all. I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful that it's going to be good. And yeah, he doesn't have to be ready really until week two because of the suspension. But at this point, without knowing anything about a guy who, by the way, has never been healthy in his career, are we willing to just draft him as our wide receiver three? I'm not any longer. Again, he drops to 41st. And finally, let's talk about Dallas Goddard, who goes from my 8th tight end to my 11th tight end. Really, this comes down to the fact that Zach Ertz is still there, and Zach Ertz is still playing. He played more with the starters in the Eagles preseason game. That's just concerning if, like me, you thought this was going to be a breakout for Goddard. Now, his value was basically predicated on the fact that Zach Ertz was going to be traded, but at this point, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So long as Ertz is there, I'm still okay to draft Goddard as a tight end one, but it's got to be low rather than a mid one. So I'm avoiding him at his current price. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of The Kickoff. Don't forget to go to TickPick.com slash FantasyPros, where TickPick and Zip have teamed up to give away five season ticket NFL packages for the 2022 season. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com slash pros. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll be back tomorrow morning with another episode.